Hello, hello, and welcome back, my Yankee Yiddos. Wow, what an end of the season. Wow, so much joy, so much happiness, some place we never thought we'd be at many parts of the season. Um, yeah. But we all hoped we were. Maybe in the beginning, I definitely did. But with all of this, I brought in all of the reinforcements. I got Nick, I got Matt, and we got a lot to talk about. Um, Nick, I'll start with you. How are you doing today? I am doing good. New place. Yep. New uh, lease on life, you know, yeah. thinking Champions new League. <laughs> new lease. Yeah, just, I mean, this life, life's good right now, man. Life's there good. we go. Perfect way to end the season. Um, Matt, how are you doing? Good. Soon to be new place. You know, just there finished buying a house. So, okay. you know, been taking up all of our time and, and why we haven't really been around. We've all been moving and busy with work and life so yes no the end of the season i mean with those games especially the arsenal one canceled it was a lot of football in a little bit of time so the last time you guys heard from us was before the arsenal game that was our pep rally we got everything going me and nick did and you know we're just gonna jump straight into these last three games but i think the pep rally worked we were hype the fans were hype you know, you could tell Spurs were hyped from minute one. Um, so, you know, usually with these games, we'll go like lineup, goal by goal. But we're going to go through these last three games kind of together a little bit quicker. But all right. So Arsenal, North London Derby, the first North London Derby at the new Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And Spurs do not disappoint. What a match. Um, I do want to know because it's such a big match. Did you guys get to see the match with anyone, or did, did you guys watch it by yourself? How was your viewing assessment? Uh, Nick, for you first, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, I was uh, – no, I was – I've been very angry about how the whole thing was handled because it had to put it midweek in the middle of a day. So. Oh, yes. Thankfully, I'm, I'm a WHF, so I want to work from home. Or WFA, nice. yeah, whatever. Anyway, that and whatever it is. I work from home, so I was able to watch it. So hopefully, Perfect. no one from work. Hopefully, no one from work is uh, listening. There we go. <laughs> you got to remind your coworkers not to listen to this. Yes. <laughs> um, well, at least you got to see it because yeah, it was yeah. definitely difficult to get to. Um, what about you, Matt? Were you able to get off, or did you have to watch a replay? How was so? Luckily, in in my uh, my moving. Um, it lined up with the day that the movers were supposed to come to my house. Um, so I was already off of work and nice. I went and watched it with Dave. And there it was go. a good time. There we go. You planned that, right? you planned that out. I did not. I did not plan it actually. So now the, the Premier League planned it. He already had his things planned a long <laughs> time before these lazy uh, Arsenal <laughs> gunners, gooners canceling matches. But hey, but I, I think it worked. Obviously, worked in our favor. Um, Never really, a doubt. Never a doubt. Really added to the end of the season madness. You know, Arsenal being one point ahead of us, two points ahead of us. Really, I mean, I would say, and me and Nick talks about this. One of the best Premier League seasons and one of the best ends of the season. Obviously, ours ended positively, but just the whole race going into mm-hmm. it was just crazy. Matt, was- what was your thoughts on just like these last three games and going into you know? A scary time, but ended 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 good for us. Um, 
I, I was confident against Arsenal. They've been pretty poor at the yep. end of the season. Yeah. Um, I was less confident against Burnley because uh, Spurs. <laughs> and, you know, the, the match didn't disappoint. It was uh, a slog, you know, winning 1-0. And yeah. then uh, against Norwich at the uh, the end of the season, made a bunch of jokes about how, you know, like we've never lost to an auto- already relegated team. But it was oh, also yeah. Norwich is much worse than that Newcastle team was. So, you know, I, I was pretty confident there. Uh, and the, the big boost was knowing that Arsenal was already behind us and they didn't have to lose yes. Everton. So, yeah, yeah. It made, so it, Nick- made it a lot easier. Nick, I kind of want to pass some of that question to you. So before that last game, away at Norwich, above Arsenal now at this point, how Spursy of a feeling did you have in the bottom of your gut? Were you confident or were you like fully a little – or even just a little timid? <laughs> I would be lying if there wasn't like a little bit in the back of my head that I was just mm-hmm. like, this could go like shit. Um <laughs> Because, I mean, it, if it was home, it would be one thing, but it was Norwich's last game in the Premier League. So I was like, who knows? Maybe they're up for it. And then, but then also, I was like, it is Norwich. They just got trounced. They've been relegated for a while. It's Norwich. Yeah, um, yeah and then we scored, like, a couple goals. And then uh, that game I got to watch at a bar in, in South Milwaukee, like Oak Creek area, cool little pub. And there was people that, were, that pulled out some stats, and they're like, oh, they would have to score about – is a third of the goals they've scored all year in order to beat us. I was like, oh, we're good. We're good. Yeah. We're good. Once we scored two, I was very confident because we only needed yeah. the draw. So, yeah. Know, and, and yeah. Three against us was I not in, in form. Yeah. 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 No, so I, I fully agree. A uh, little bit of, a little bit of nerves going to the last day. Um, I think one thing that kind of showed, even though again, it's Norwich, they're not the best. They're obviously the worst actually, but <laughs> Literally, big difference, even almost different from Pochettino time, I think is like the Antonio Conte effect of we went in there and did what we were supposed to do. Harry Kane, you know, the seniors on the team, the veterans, which before maybe they're a little younger, kind of would fall off the horse when we need them, whether it's a a final or even the end of the season. Um, What were your guys thoughts on just again, I'm gonna start with you, Nick, but just finishing strong. Like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you can go before that game, like. There was yeah. no spursiness, you know, as as everyone likes to, to throw our way. Like, so uh, let's uh, – how about we – there's like – where's that towards uh, Arsenal, huh? There we right? go. It was in their hands. How many hand. years in a row? How many years in a row is it that we finished above them? Six seven now. Four, seven five, now. six, seven. seven. Nope. Seven. I was going to say, yeah, seven now. Golly. Lucky number seven. Uh, there we go. Yeah, I was – they look good. They, I mean, it's like, yeah, I think Conte maybe just has instilled some confidence in some of these players. Yeah. And then I think we've also finally brought in enough new guys to where, like, yes, they don't believe it yet, right? Like, they're not into that, like, whole Spursiness. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that helps tremendously, especially with some of the improvements of that were even midseason with Bentacur and, and Kulu coming in. Like those guys aren't around, around long enough to even like really get into that that thought process or belief. So um, all they and they're see key guys for us. Yeah, all they see is a five star team with a beautiful stadium and world captains yeah. all over. Um, international captains. But all right guys, so let's actually jump backwards a little bit and let's go over some of these goals, some of these games. Let's start with the Arsenal match. Cause what a match. What a day. Again ending three nil. Um 
So right from the beginning of that match, I mean, Spurs were up for it. It was at home again, first North London Derby at the at the uh, new Tottenham Stadium, and that place was rocking. So um, it only took thirty three minutes for them to get a red card. But how much earlier should they have had a red card? Let's be oh, serious. Man. Yeah, one hundred percent should have been earlier. <laughs> No, yeah. man, it, was all, it was all match fixing, man. Match fixed. Yeah. <laughs> nah, yeah. I mean, I just, holding was just all over yeah. Sunny, and from like the first minute, you know, yes. It, yes. it looked like he was going to get sent off. Yeah, he didn't that even get carded as early as he should have. Exactly. You know, the card, the first yellow, almost happened. You know, kind of. You almost missed it if you blinked because you know, mm-hmm. it was on that that weird hold on the bottom of the pitch, and then yeah, kind of happened, and then play resumed, and then get the second yellow much later well not much later pretty soon i, pretty I think i had bet on on like 28 minutes for the <laughs> red card we had we had t- taken a bet at the uh at, at shuckers and uh I, yeah. I was the closest but it's pretty good um i mean when he i was re-watching the, all the highlights before we you know did this episode mm-hmm. and when he gives him the first yellow card the ref says that's your third time yeah <laughs> so it's like okay ref so we could have had yeah, sorry. And that's and that's fine though, right? Like I guess I kinda yeah. understand that in like a Derby big match, like maybe a little yeah. bit of a leeway here or there, but like Yeah. So I don't understand why they're they're griping. And then like the second yellow is just like you just can't run an elbow and shoulder barge and like you're not even there's no attempt to play the ball. All he does is turn yeah. into his weight again and like I, I don't understand the thought process in that. Like you're yeah. just you're you're begging for it. You're asking for a yellow there. Mm-hmm. And potentially that could have even been a straight red, if you really looked at it again. Yeah. So I don't understand where that the whole thing is. And then I guess if we want to get into it, like the penalty. Yeah. So before guys... that, we have the penalty in the twenty second mm-hmm. minute, um, which is you know a great ball in from Kulisevsky. Gosh, I can't mm-hmm. you know praise him enough. But great ball in from Kulisevsky, and then you know their defender just like I don't even know what they're doing because they just run through Sunny. When you see it again, you're like, oh, no, he, he he's playing the man. Or, like, the other guy gets the ball. No, he runs straight through Sonny. Doesn't <laughs> attempt for the ball at all. Um, clear clear yeah, penalty for you? Just his arm in his back and just. Yeah. So it's uh, a clear penalty for both of you guys? Yeah, yes, 100%. Definitely. You can't, you can't take out a player making a run on a ball from yeah. behind in the back. Like, Are you so standing I, I, No, I, I don't think – I think it's a penalty – I, yeah. I think it's like on the weaker end of one, um, but sure. I think it's still a penalty, and I, I don't think that necessarily gets called all the time. So I can understand, like, a gripe on that, but it's still a penalty, and it'll get called. And, like, that, I mean, yeah. it is what it is at that point. So yeah. uh, They had a very yeah. similar penalty called for them the week before. So sure. The one of the Saka one with, between him and Tellez, I think it was. Like, mm-hmm. I watched that. It's like, that's the same exact thing. Right. Uh, how can you be sitting here doing that? But, again, obviously, <laughs> they're gooners. They're going to bitch and moan yeah. about. <laughs> yep. Yep, sounds about right. All right, so we have the penalty at 22nd minute. Harry Kane steps up, slots at home. Ten minutes later, uh, Rob holding on his second yellow, gets sent off. Mm-hmm. Um, the day is looking good and mm-hmm. not disappoint. Um, just five minutes later, on a corner, Benton Core with a, a really good cross to the far post, and then Harry Kane with a world-class, I mean, strike. A little, little thinker header. It was beautiful. Beautiful, man. I mean, <laughs> poacher mentality. Yeah. You love to see the, the the full, like, well-roundedness of Harry Kane and just the fact that he can do everything yes. at such a top level. Um, yeah, yeah he, away. 
No, I was just gonna say like that is a hundred percent true. Like he's just he's so class and like he's still underrated. Like I don't understand all the hate that this man gets. Still, like people are like he's not he doesn't want a trophy. He's not the top. Like I'm like the man does everything. He had the most goals and assists in the league last year, and yeah, not, with nothing. But then you have freaking Salah winning Player of the Year already, like this year with not even winning Golden Boot outright. Or playmaker, yeah. which makes no sense to me. But no, the dude's he's class. Uh, he does everything well, which is why I think I was gonna say the point I was gonna say is like this guy can play really late into his career. I can see yeah. him like being like he's like in the mold of like a Rooney. Yeah, I don't know if you guys remember Rooney drops back like later into his right. career. He was slowing down and drops into the midfield. Like he can do that, and he'll be very good at that. So like mm-hmm. this guy can play forever and be just class because like he, it's yeah. insane how how in, how good he is at picking out passes and playing balls. Uh, over yeah, the he's the best passer on our team, for sure. For well, sure, yeah. I mean, he's the um, best player on the team. I mean, no disrespect yeah. to Sonny, but, but uh, yeah. yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Um, so, I don't yeah. know if you guys have seen it. This is for YouTube, but then also just obviously all the listeners. There is a really great interview with Harry Kane and Jermaine Defoe on mm-hmm. uh, Spurs official. Like they put it out, and it's it's like an extended interview, and it's really good. It goes through kind of like Harry Kane's whole life and career. And Jermaine Defoe was one of my favorite players when I first became a Spurs fan. Um, just that extreme poachers mentality, not like Harry Kane at all. He is not well-rounded. He has one trick, and he is amazing at it. That was Jermaine Defoe. Um, Harry Kane has that in his in his wheelhouse. But uh, I'm not going to ruin everything. You have to go watch it. It's really good. But Harry Kane talks about things about adjusting his game. And not that he does it naturally – or not that he – does it forcefully that he does it more naturally. Like he's not just a striker. I guess when he grew up, he was a center midfielder and playing more of a playmaker role, allowing other people to do things is like, he's going to be able to do that for a long time coming in. He's, he said like, you know, he admires Tom Brady. I know we, we all know that, but admires players that (laughs) unfortunately (laughs) won't involve that. But um, yeah, no, he was perfect. Okay. He, no one can be perfect. I fully understand, <laughs> agree with that. Um, but no, he he admires just this ability of a sportsman to kind of just keep playing. You know, some people, they hit a certain age, maybe a Rooney, and they're like, no, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> um, and But I feel like Kane, he's a, he's a person that's going to want to continue to do it for as long as he can. Sure. And hopefully at Spurs for multiple more years and trophies. <laughs> I think we're I think we're through that just to derail it slightly, that whole yeah. saga. I think he'll sign a new contract, just given mm-hmm. the state of the other big clubs right now and, and where they are player wise, there doesn't seem yeah. to be a club that could afford or or want him besides Liverpool. And they're not really a splash cash on a player kind of team. So yeah. I, think, I think we're in Harry for a long time now. You know, and, and the only gripe I ever had with him was him trying to force his way out at the beginning, yeah, yes. in, in the yeah. last off season. So, no, I'm with you. I, I don't have a problem with him trying to leave. I have a problem with how he went about it. Yeah, I, exactly. I don't know, win trophies, yeah. but like, yeah, he just did it. It was just pure shit house. Yeah, I say, and our listeners probably know that this is our favorite topic because we talk about it like. Um, but no, I think you're exactly right. I think, and again, knock on wood. Um, just because, you know, I think you're right, but I don't want to be too overly confident. And then who, who knows Real Madrid comes in for a 200 million. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it's important. Like, oh, I'll, I'll take 200 million. The, 
and the other thing is the closer he gets to breaking all the records the yes. less likely he is to leave out of the country yes. so it just makes point. the price tag higher for in England at that point too yes so. yeah he has Perfect. all of the records just in the EPL but then also as we're hoping for Tottenham records right uh, Jimmy Greaves and things like that he's definitely not leaving to go to United to play in the conference league <laughs> No, those rumors are my favorite. Like, like you're stretching so hard. Well, man said himself he would leave Tottenham because we're not ambitious enough and not in Champions League. Why would he go to a team who hasn't won a trophy in six or seven years also? And then on top of that, they're in a just massive state of disarray at the moment. Yeah. Uh, yeah, makes no sense. So, well, And then City's the only other viable option, and they signed mm-hmm. Erling Haaland. So, yeah, no, no chance. Yeah. Um, and I mean, this is this show is the like our end of the season rundown. So I don't mind jumping around really at all. Um, I kind of want to touch on the point you just said with these transfers and like Harry Kane, but really just looking at the other teams in the top four, and then looking at at our season and where we are, where we stand. Um, you know, I've put us above Man U for the last many years, at least the last yeah. couple of years, and then also Arsenal. And at the beginning of the season, everyone, all the commentators, statisticians, like think that, oh man, you's gonna do this amazing thing with their horrible coach and their, you know. And then same with Arsenal. Um, where do you guys put us in the top four? In I mean, do you think fourth is where we should have landed? Do you think we were aiming for more? Nick, I'm gonna start with you. Like how we finished with the, you know, the place in the season, then just how we played comparatively to to the group around us. I wanted to hear Matt's opinion. Uh, but right, I'll, right. I'll, I'll go first. There we go. There we go. So, with the season as a as a whole, yeah, I yeah. think fourth is fair. However, I think post Conte, third absolutely should have been ours. Um, and <clears throat> given that it was his first season, I, I don't think that there's an argument for us to be racing with Liverpool and City. But yeah. I think with the the end of the season form, we definitely were a team like that could have been in that same race. Mm-hmm. You're so, talking about sorry, the, yeah. the the title, yeah, yeah, in in competing with the title, yeah, yeah. Given that it was like a a, a lower points year as as far as titles have gone, mm-hmm. um, it's definitely something we could have achieved with with Conte not having started halfway through the season, and if he had had like a full preseason and everything and gotten his players, you know. In in the the fitness levels he wanted in in playing his system the way he wanted, I think we could have. You're gonna be too excited about next season. That was, yeah. Well, I was gonna say so, Nick. You're gonna have to hold off one sec. Uh, Matt, I got a second question for you. It's just that uh, winning the league. There we go. All right, perfect. <laughs> Nick, you're up. <laughs> All right, so Nick, how do you think? Do you think four, fourth was fair? Do you think you know we shot I, higher than we could have, or 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 yeah, yeah. we shot higher than we should have. In my yeah. opinion, like, Matt made all very good points, like Conte coming mm-hmm. in the way he got us playing. But like, I mean, if you look at the how we were playing before that and where we were at, where we were at, which everyone keeps forgetting, I feel like, because I remember yeah. the the pregame and talks about before Arsenal, uh, listening to some of these commentators guys talk about how who needed it more, and it was Arsenal because Arsenal where they haven't been, blah 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 blah. I'm like. Like, well, where were we, dude? We we fired our coach halfway through the season. Like, mm-hmm. this is like yeah. a more important for us. Like, this is a huge thing for us. Like at this point, like it's more impressive that we get to this spot yeah. than Arsenal. Like, I don't care if they started 
not scoring a goal in their first three games or whatever. Like that's three games out of how many? What thirty-eight total or something like that? Like yeah. I mean, you have a lot of time to recover from there. But so, like I said, we started out like good, then just got got awful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think yeah, fourth is I think is a really good spot comparing where we were at. Yeah. Um, and then same question. Uh, maybe you're a little bit more grounded than Matt and myself, but looking <laughs> at how we've played this second half of the season since Conti came in, not assessing transfer window because it has only just started. We'll talk yeah. about it in a second. But um, where do you imagine next season? Do you shoot for first or do you think Conte, are you a little bit more rational with like maybe give Conte a full year and then the next year we got the title? You know, what, what, what's your thoughts on next season? Oh, man, this is this is really tough because I think if we looking at how this offseason shaping up the the fact that Enix putting in one hundred and fifty million dollars for us yeah. to or yeah. for us to spend, uh, we're going to be selling some players on top of that. Um, so I don't know, man. It's tough. I think yeah. third place is reasonable because I still do think Liverpool and City. Like, I mean, when I mentioned early in Holly and that City, I was like, oh man, how yeah. insane. Is that is a oh man? They won the league without a forward, and now they have one of the best in the world. Yeah. I don't. So we'll see how that goes. It'll be nuts, yeah. but I, but I think we can push for it. I think yeah. if we have a good off season, I think there's no reason why we can't uh, be up at the near the top and push for it for a, a parts of the season. I don't yeah. expect us to win by any means because uh, I, I just think we have a lot of catching up to do between those two teams, but. There's there's a chance I think if we have a good off season where we can really make make some noise and, and there's a potential. But I say third third or second. I think second's best case scenario. Mm, yeah, no, I hear you. Um, I think you're right in the sense that we could be fighting in that top three and being one of the teams that really affects the top three. You know, whether that's because of how we did this season. I mean, the only team to take points from City and Liverpool. You know, home and away. Yeah, exactly. These boys, this guy. Um, we didn't lose, we didn't lose either team. We didn't yeah. just. Yeah, we we drew twice with Liverpool and beat City twice. Yes, exactly. We took eight, we took eight of twelve points total that were possible. Right, yeah, two draws. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That maths. Yeah. yeah, that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. If yeah. that's the form you can have against the two best teams in the league that we're saying we're miles apart from. Yeah. yeah, there's no, no reason why we can't shore up those right. Burnley game. Who's not going to be around? Uh, thank goodness. Um, you know, hey, or Forest <laughs> games. Yeah, or like you know, drawing to Brentford and stuff like that. Like those are the types of games that we need to go in with that winning mentality, like we had yeah. against Norwich. And then why aren't yeah. we competing with the top teams? No, you're yeah, right. That's a really good point. And I think that's why I think there's a good chance that we can push for that because yeah. we put up some good results against these teams. It's just a matter of doing something against Chelsea for once. And then, yeah, yeah. yeah those those other teams, those mid to lower level teams, making sure we get those yeah. three points. Or and, and the other thing is, like, Liverpool's losing Mane, which, yep. you know, and could potentially lose Salah as well. Yeah, you know, which will put a huge damper on their team. Yeah. And then even with Haaland coming in, you know, he's pretty injury prone. He's not proven in the Premier League. Yeah. He could yeah. not perform well. It, it, it's the perfect season to kind of strike for it. 
you know, I, with all the I changes happening. Everything you're saying. I agree with everything. Yeah, those are, yeah, those are really, really good points I never thought about, especially Holland being injury prone. Mm. Yeah, I mean, um, the year I was, I was watching, I actually it was that Harry Kane interview. Um, you know, they're going through year by year, and they're talking about the year that we got second. And mm-hmm. um, that wasn't the year we lost it to Leicester. It was the year we lost it right. to Chelsea. Right. And that was another season where, like, all of these other big teams, like, had little random things going wrong. And we were just consistent with Potch until, like, the very end we lost it, um, you know, fell apart a little bit. But that – Chelsea team is just fun, fun fact. That Chelsea team was Conte's Chelsea team. Um, but that that reminds me of this season, reminds me of what you're saying, how like there are these little changes. Like Holland coming in, he might, you know, catch the Premier League, you know, by storm, yeah. but but he might not, you know. So I agree with you. Like it might take him a little while to get fitted in. Everyone's gonna be gunning for him. Every de- defender is gonna be, you know, players also just flop in the prim too, right? He could just come and not be he good could. and get thrown off in two years. Wait, wait, he could pull a Lukaku. Already, <laughs> <laughs> I think there's already links about him going back to Inter Milan on loan. Yeah. Which uh, wait, I was gonna say which which time the Inter came to the prim and flopped. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's more so Buchel than than him, but yeah, I mean, yeah, well, he, he I mean, flopped at Man U also. He didn't do too much there. To be like, I mean, I mean, this is kind of off topic as we're a Tottenham podcast, but like, I'm think I'm trying to think of like Chelsea forwards now. They've all <laughs> flopped every. T- Fernando Torres was yeah. terrible there. Uh, they brought in Morat Morata, right? He was terrible yeah. there, and then Lukaku now. Timo Werner's been just not great, like. He could miss yeah, like, every goal ever. Kai Havertz has really done too much. I mean, oh, he turned, he turned pretty players, good in the last part of the season, but yeah, he did. The only he scores a big goal at a random spot that keeps him in the talk, but yeah, other than that, then he does like nothing yeah. for months on end, and then you're like, oh, maybe he's good. He's turning around. He scored a big goal. It's like he's one goal. Yeah, they're like, strength to their midfield. Yeah, like, the, yeah, the only player that scores on us is Marcus Alonso. And it's like yeah. the only game he plays all season. He just comes in and scores. That's that dude, those two dudes just yeah. go off against us. They go ham on us. It's insane. Yeah. All right. And with that being said, we're done talking about Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, so looking forward to next season, I think we do have a lot of potential. I think, Matt, you are exactly right. And I think one of the biggest things that will get us there is what we do in the offseason. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to start with you. Can we put on Parasitch? How do you guys feel about that? Sorry, I'm not going to a thunder. Noah, I'm going to – I want to be the guy throwing the question. I'm throwing the question out right now, and I'm throwing it to you. Noah, how do you feel about Parasitch coming in? How's it feel to be on this There's like – this is why I ask the questions, guys, because I I always have like 10 points I want to say, so I'm going to start – try to at least only get three. But number one, damn, one of the best signings Spurs have had in my knowledge as a Spurs fan. You can say we have good players. You can say Sun was a great player or is a great player. Hugo Lloris, a great player. All these people. But no one at the name and then the quality coming in to Spurs like Perisic. All the things he's won, like looking at his rap sheet, bigger than any player we've signed in my history of being a Spurs. We uh, did sign Bale. After Bale was horrible when we got him. Bale was all on loan. There we go. Okay. Right. Okay. I see what you did there. Perfect. All right. Sorry. Matt was right. But he was alone. He wasn't a full signing. I mean, Perisic, I am so excited for not just, as I'm saying, like a proven winner, 
but someone in, you know, in form. He's not a child like we've done for the last yeah. seven years, only getting, you know, wonder kids that we wonder if they're going to be any good. Um, you know, he's the man he's worked with. Um, he's worked with Conte, mm-hmm. won the league with Conte. You know, Conte, I was just watching, you know, stuff on him. But Conte actually put him out on loan when he first got there. So, you know, he's gone through the ringer with Conte. He's earned his place in Conte's team, and now he's the first person we signed. And my second point is this is not only the best signing I've ever seen, but the best piece of transfer work Spurs I've ever seen do. Yeah. You know, I mean, this early in the window, a free market, you yeah, know, free, like, free. Yeah. you know, so like it's, it's things that Spurs usually like to burn cash at the last minute. I mean, we're literally like, I, I don't know, like, like we just love to do everything backwards. But this, in all directions, I think is positive. Um, Nick, what do you think? No, yeah. I'm throwing it to Matt, and I'm throwing it to Matt now. I'm in charge. <laughs> it's in our podcast. I am the captain now. <laughs> I will say that not only am I excited about the player specifically, but I'm also excited and how he can help develop Sessegnon to yes. be world-class as well, hopefully. So yes. that way, I mean, given that Perisic is older, you know, for, for, mm-hmm. for a player, um, he's still younger than me, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, hey, he's 33. How old are you? Oh, wait, no, he's 30. Okay, I thought he was 33. He's 33. Okay. Either way. Yeah, he's old um, like me. Going quick Sorry. Sorry, he's old <laughs> like me. Now I gotta look it up now. You keep talking, I'll look it up. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, he's older than me by a few months. Um, <laughs> either way. Uh, <laughs> to, yeah, back to- I, yeah I, I think bringing him in to, to train Sessignon and be just a leader on the team with all that experience yes. is fantastic. So, yes. We love that point. Yes, that is. That was the thing I was talking to my brother about too. It was like, it's perfect because like, he's old, so he'll have to get rotated in and out. Uh, but that still allows someone who like Sessignon, who was playing, I thought, pretty well at the end of the season, yeah. Yeah, have the yeah. chance to get minutes and continue to develop. And like just like you said, Matt, like he'll he has someone who can teach him because I mean, Paris just came from a left wing position and played and then moved into uh, that yes. left wing back kind of situation. And then uh, Sessignon was kind of a midfielder and then yep. kind of got moved back. So kind of similar situations. So I think that I think that's key and I think that's awesome for us. And like you said, Noah, it doesn't get much better than a free transfer. Yes. Classic levy. And then for once, finally early. And then hopefully yeah. we keep up the business. Um, it, but who it are you didn't guys even seem like a fight. Yeah, it was so quick. Yeah. yeah. We didn't we didn't like barter with other teams in the mix or anything. We were like, yeah. Conte wants Parasitch and the deal's done. And it's just like Yeah. Yeah. And like he was even... late to Chelsea yeah. and I think as well. So like it's not like there wasn't yeah. some sort of competition. It was it was it was awesome to see that we beat someone out yeah. quickly. But well, I it wasn't like the journalist drama either, though. It was yeah. just like, hey, there might be links, but it was just like, and he's gone to Tottenham. Done. It's yep. over. Felt great. Like day one or day two of the transfer window. We all, <laughs> we all woke up to the video already with the press video done. Um, yeah, it was beautiful. As a Spurs fan, with the end of the season, and then to see something like that, I mean, this is what we hoped for. Um, we've all heard reports that was before that, the Enoch exactly too. Exactly, we're going to discuss the that. extra money. We're well, I mean, that in one second. yeah. No, uh, think yeah. about 
Yeah. Oh, sorry, I was just gonna say if you think about it, Croatians get better with age, man. I mean, look at Modric. Yeah. Yeah. They age like wine, man. Like it's insane. Yeah. No, I fully agree. All right. So actually, I want to jump to that Enoch news. So yeah, we got the free transfer in. That was right away. Um, Conte has said how he wants like four or five players before we go on our summer tour, which I mean, I'm not a millionaire coach or, you know, back at back of the house at a soccer team, but I swear that's smarter than what we've done for the last yeah. team. <laughs> um, more, so te- more time with the team is better than less time with the team. Yeah. Yeah. I think anyone knows that except for Daniel Levy. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, but I can save $2 million. And it's like, no, no. <laughs> or you can get price gouged more. The only thing that sucks about this news coming out is everyone knows now we have this quote yeah. war chest, which yeah. hopefully doesn't get us in trouble in terms of getting price gouged out a little bit more. But I am yeah. excited about this news. I don't know about you guys. Uh, oh, yeah. Pretty- well- what do you? What is the most? Because I have a, I have a specific point, but what is the most exciting part about it for you guys? Like, what are you most excited with this investment? What does it show you as far as Tottenham and things like that? Because it's different than than what we're used to, you know, for for our whole yeah. career, you know. And then Enoch looking at that, it's never been, oh, here's more money, you know. <laughs> um, Matt, what are your thoughts on just yeah this this hundred fifty million dollar investment? Is it enough? Think, will, will it make a difference? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's it's definitely enough. Um, yeah, with with Paratici, you know, being the mastermind that he is, I think we'll be able to spend that money very wisely. Um, we may get some increased prices here and there, but I think ultimately the players that we're going to be going after aren't necessarily going to be a hundred percent the players that you know, like. City is going to go after, yeah. and then yeah. Newcastle is going to have their yeah. own problems getting price gouged because you know yeah. they're owned by a country. So um, <laughs> uh, that's how they. I, I think. <laughs> yeah, so I, right. I think ultimately it's a good thing, and I think it shows Conte that not only is the team willing to back him, but the ownership yes. group is willing to back him as well, yes. which I think is just as important as the team willing yep. to back him because that hundred fifty million is not all we have to spend. We have. Exactly. 150 million to spend. We have the money from players that we have to, to spend that we, if that we sell. sell. Exactly. Yeah. And then we also just have the earnings from the year mm-hmm. as well. Because we're, you know, now we're not having to build the stadium and stuff. So we, yes. we have more funds it. available as well. So yeah. Champions League money. That's like 30 to that's like Champions 50. Champions League yeah. money. Champion. Wednesday <laughs> nights. Um, there we go. So those are all great points. I want to throw the same question to you, Nick. What are you most excited about with the, the, the you know, statement of this 150 million, you know, cause that's a lot of, there's a lot of points, you know, is it just play certain players that we're bringing in or other things that kind of excite you with that news? I, I feel like I'm, and I'm hoping it's a turning point and just <laughs> like Conte said, and I think this, oh man, he was like the perfect hire and like, I don't even think Levy understood it because like the fact that what he said after that first Burnley loss, where he's like, I don't know if this is the job for me. Like he literally just put Levy on, on blast. And he's like, dude, you have to do what I tell you. You have to start spending. And he's right. Our history has always been, let's buy young guys. Like you, I think one of you, both you guys mentioned or one of you and Mm -hmm. then sell them later on for more money. Like now's the time. And finally we're turning that page. Like Pochettino said, where yeah. we need to buy players who will help us now 
and keep us at the level we're at. And I think this is, I'm hoping this is like the turning point. I'm like, I'm not expecting 150 every, every summer. Yeah. But this seems like they now understand the commitment that's needed and, uh, and seem to be committed to hopefully building this club. Cause I think it, this money should go a long way towards that. And like we were saying earlier, like next year is an opportunity with the way we played this year. Um, how some of these players stepped up, like, I mean, Emerson Royale was just trounced on it and trash, but he actually started to look pretty good towards the end of the year, yeah. I thought. Sessignon started to look pretty good at the end of the year. Doherty was another player who actually started to look pretty good. So, like, uh, there's Davies. Like, in the next year, I think, more than anything. Davies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Another guy who who's not going to start, hopefully. And, like, I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm like, I'm hope we improve upon him. But, like, he's a guy who looks really good and will come in if – there's an injury or any time of squad replacement, you you yeah. don't have to worry about him struggling. And I think that's going to be even more boring next year, considering we have a stupid World Cup in the middle of yeah. the season. Yes. And I don't mean stupid because I can't wait for a World Cup. Uh, I just hate that it's in the middle of the season. It's just yeah. asinine and shouldn't be <laughs> in center, but that's neither here nor there. So I think yeah. that helps us a lot. So building that depth and knowing we have some depth again is going to be – Huge, and you don't even think about Skip coming back. I just yep. remember that. So like, yeah, I mean, I'm very excited, and this money and the names we've been linked with so far is yep. really exciting, uh, especially considering how solid our defense was last year. And it mm-hmm. looks like we're going to even improve it even more. That's huge because I mean, yep. if you look at Liverpool, that's what they did to put them at with Van Dyke coming in, right? So I mean, we, we have, have the best front three in the in the league, so we don't need him right yep. here. Exactly. exactly, but at the same point, I mean, you look at look at us then, though, right? Sonny, Kane, and Kulu—the way Kulu's been playing, like, yeah. I mean, there's a lot to be excited about going forward, and then finally I some investment. There's three players that I think we need for our starting eleven in order to be the best team in the league, hands down. And that's hey, wait, time out, time out, time out. Let's get to transfers in one second. Let me answer this question also, and then we'll jump straight into transfers. We'll say we'll figure out how we're going to spend this money, and mm-hmm. you can get it off that. Mm-hmm. But my mm-hmm. favorite part, I'm glad neither of you guys said it. You waited for me. You saved it for me. But my favorite part with this money, the last time we got a lot of money like this was when we sold Gareth Bale for the first time. This money is coming in without the sale of anyone. I mean, anytime we've ever talked about transfers, it's you know, how are we going to spend the Harry Kane money, or we need to sell Harry Kane to have money. Well, Enoch proves that that was all a lie. But also, just in general, it's exciting that we still have Harry Kane, still have Sonny, still have, you know, the talisman of our teams, and now we're building. It's not like we have to pick it apart and take the scraps and then build something new out of it. Um, yeah. So now We can literally just build on the team that we so, already have. Exactly. Yeah. Nick, yeah. Also, yeah, and you said it, Sonny, build on Sonny. We didn't touch on this. Golden – Freaking boot, right? Yeah. Like yeah. how amazing was that? I was, the bar I was, yeah, man. The bar I was at was it was actually pretty cool for the final day because there was a bunch of TVs and every game was different and there's tons yeah. of different fans there. So like, nice. uh, it wasn't just all Tottenham. So it was really cool to to feel that uh that like just everyone cheering for like yeah. some, everyone cheering for Liverpool to lose, which was awesome. Uh, there was like an Everton bar, so there's a few Everton fans, but obviously they had nothing to cheer about, unfortunately. Yeah. But it was really cool and unique experience, like just people cheering and uh, like us cheering, like me, my brother, and like two other Tottenham fans there cheering because Sonny got those two goals uh, uh, to to go ahead and then eventually tie for the Golden Boot. But yeah, that was yeah. 
that was awesome. Especially that that second goal. Oh my yeah, god, that second goal was a worldly. <laughs> wow, it was dirty. Boys, I mean, you talk about our, our top three and just how amazing they're playing and how amazing they can be. <clears throat> Before the Golden Boot winning goal, you know, you have that goal from Kulisevsky that's basically the same thing, yeah. but from the other side, and everyone's thinking that was yeah spectacular. Sonny's like, well, let me just do it from ten yards further behind. Man, uh, what a great game! We haven't touched on. It. I'm glad you brought that back. I met. We meant to come back to it, but yes, congratulations to our number seven. You know, nice one, nice one, son. <laughs> nice one, Sonny. Let's have another one, and that's what it took. They were probably singing it after the first one. It took <laughs> one more, and yeah. man, what a! I mean, on top of you know, tied Golden Boot winning with Mo Salah. Zero penalties. I know you guys know this, but man, yeah. what, a, what an achievement. Right? Insane. Yeah. Especially considering, yeah, when you look at Salah, I don't even think he scored. I think, Matt, you told me he didn't score a goal from the open field in like the last three months of the season or something like that. Yeah, it was like February until like near about the end of the season, yeah. Which yeah, is insane. Did you, did you guys see that clip of Eric Dyer asking Tim Krul how much uh, <laughs> Liverpool <laughs> Yeah. Keeps yeah. Up. Like, hey, how much is Salah paying you? Because like, yeah, well, so Sonny could have had two or three more. Like, there yeah. were some really good saves by Cruel. Yeah, I was getting a little bit worried. Man, that dude, that? His, his XG against, like, like his goals against XG is just mind-boggling. Oh, yeah. It's not just this season. It's, like, every season. That It's just insane, that dude. It's, it's because he doesn't have a weak foot. It, it skews XG for him, right? Like, yeah. the, the average player is not supposed to score as many goals with their – "Quote unquote weak foot," but Sonny scores just as many from his left as his preferred right. So, mm. yeah. Really what was? Well, what, who was? What game was it where he curled that like the same shot, but it was his left foot? Oh man! Oh, I yeah, I don't remember. I can't that, but yeah, I remember that. I can't remember who it was, but like watching that, and, and you're like, that's not even his strong foot. Oh Wasn't yeah, his, his last goal from the right hand side of the field. No, his, his that curler was from middle left. If you're facing the goal, yeah, like, we're talking about the north. I have to watch it again. Have to yeah. watch it again. But yeah, <clears throat> yes. What a season for Sonny. What yes. a season for you know the whole He's team. And on it. What were we saying? Player of the season for me, for Definitely. team and in the league, I think. But I mean, obviously, yeah. oh, but, he's not even but, top five in the league. Yeah, he's not even. I mean, he wasn't even nominated. That's right. Yeah. Wow. Not, yeah. Yeah. Dude, it's it's anti biases. I mean, seriously. Yeah. 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 We don't need to talk about. That. I mean, Kane was put in over him. Like, no yeah. offense to Kane, but <laughs> this season Kane has not been a better player the full season than Sunday. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred respect on this man's name. Can we get back to to what I think we need to make the team better now? Can we go back? Yes. Yeah. Right. Is it my podcast now? Over. Yes. Right. It's bad. <laughs> Good. So three three positions we need. We need a a new left wing back. All right. We need a left center back, and we need a right wing back. Okay. So who is your left wing back? Who is your left center back? And what was the last part? Ooh, right. Uh, right wing back. Right uh, well, right back is is contentious for me. It all depends on one thing, and that's whether or not Darty keeps playing the way he played before his injury. But left wing back Perisic, you know, we've already that's, we've already, already, that one up. that's already taken care of. Already in uh, okay. center back Bestoni. 
Okay. Iron Bastoni and uh, Romero were were solid, and then Doherty playing as as well as he can uh, in the right wing back role, I think, would be perfect. Uh, But I don't know who we would sign over to to make it like an instant improvement. Yeah. DJ DJ Spence. That's the name. DJ Spence. Yeah. 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 I don't know. You're right. We're getting a right wing back, but I don't think he's an instant improvement. Yeah, yeah. Then that was the stipulation I was trying yeah. to make. I think he's gonna be he could be good, but yeah, I don't know if he's an instant improvement, but I think you do you see like my only res like thought process is I think we need another center midfielder. Um I definitely we, agree with that. We could like, Hoiberg looked really good this year for the most part again, solid. Obviously he has his deficiencies though, and I don't think we need a Hoiberg and a Bentancur or a skip and Bentancur. Because I yeah. think that would be like the. I don't think Pen, Bendecor. I think Bendecor is the definite in there. And I think yes. maybe it's Hoiberg and skip those. Which, but I still yep. feel like we need a little bit more of an attacking option in there. Someone who's. For sure. That's why I'd like to see like an Erickson or sure. um, James Ward Prowse type player in that role. Yep. I'll take both of them. <laughs> yeah. Can we just bring on Ward Prowse for free kicks only, and then? Yeah. I mean, he's he's great in open he's play not too. A, He's a great open play, but yeah. Next, but level. I mean, so one thing while we're talking about transfers, just to kind of like touch on, and then we'll get back to it. But um, I mean, Conte said it's one thing I'm very excited for next season. Also, Conte has mentioned multiple times about the um, five substitute rule and yeah. how that's really going to change the dynamics of the game because he's in everything is exactly right. That's why I love this man because he's he's thinking ahead of the time. You know, and convincing our man, our ownership, like, hey, we need this for this specific reason. I mean, Man City can bring on a whole different team at halftime. Yeah. You know, or whenever a whole they different want. team that costs more than some teams that are starting. Yeah, exactly. And a whole other team that can win the Premier League. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like whatever arrangement. Um, so between being able to do that in the Premier League and then also playing on Wednesday night, which we we're hella excited for. It does take a lot out of you. Um, are there any other positions? Like for me, when you say right wing back, I think we 100% need someone because really it's only Doherty. And then I guess yeah. Royal also, um, even though they're kind I, of either one could leave. I do specifically I say starting 11 players that would okay. need to be replaced to, yeah. to make our team the best in the league. Yeah. Doherty in form was playing at a level that I think – could be a, a league-winning side when he was yeah. on form, but before that when he was off form. So we don't know if that will last or not or, or what. Yeah. So I think that's like the tentative third position I would say we would need to improve, but definitely yeah. center back and, and left wing back. Yeah. So then I know you already mentioned Bastoni. Um, do you think we're going to actually succeed in landing that? We were kind of talking about it off air beforehand, but yes, that I one seems to be up in the air. Yeah, what's your thoughts on Bastoni? And I think Harvard? that Inter needs the money too bad, and we'll get him. Nice. They've yeah, also been told... linked with different center backs coming in and stuff. So, mm-hmm. with with them looking at players to replace that that position, mm-hmm. it signals to me that it's likely going to happen. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he's he's a phenomenal talent, and he can bring in lots of money and money they need to pay off their insane debt. taking that money at 25 yeah yeah so i know before we started matt was saying like it doesn't really matter what the player thinks it's really what inter (laughs) thinks if inter wants to sell him but i've heard 
I, I've heard more what, what Nick, you had kind of mentioned off air, which I think a lot of people have, just that this is Bastoni's like childhood club, and it's it's going to be hard to actually convince him to want to go. Um, so I think that is an argument to be had, but I think Matt's very right. I mean, yes. this is business. It, they, they own the rights to his contract. They can sell him whenever they want. Um, exactly. But uh, do you want a player that would even have any type of – like, I mean, I guess that's maybe a, a childish or, or, like, unprofessional way of thinking about it. But if that was the case, would you would that turn you off from even a good player like Bastoni? Nick, I'm kind of sending that one to you. Um, oh, That's a good question. I haven't thought about that. Uh, maybe a that little bit. Worry, it worries me a little bit. It worries me a little bit too, but I think I think these guys, like any athlete at this level, especially like his level and his potential, he's he just wants to compete. Yeah. So yeah, he might be disappointed where he's at, and it might take him a little bit longer to settle in. So hopefully, if this this does happen, and like it's known that he's like hesitant about it, hopefully our fan base is is good to him and mm-hmm. gives him some time, cheers him on, even if he struggles, you know, gives him that support and everything, so to help yeah. him settle in. Uh. But yeah, I, th- I think at this, I think these athletes at the same point, unless they're like super adamant about like hating where they're going, I think I think yeah. we'll be okay. Yeah, hopefully that's, that's what I'm going to. Also, point, mm-hmm. and he, I mean, he has. I don't know about their actual relationship, but I mean, Antonio Conte has been a big part of his career, um, giving him his first start. Also, at yeah. the time, one thing I'd heard is that um, Conte basically benched their captain of the team, who was the center back for Bastoni. Um, mm-hmm. So a, a lot, a lot mm-hmm. of big things, and hopefully that has spurred a good relationship between them. I mean, he's, um, called, he's called him the messy of coaches before. So oh, damn. I think like the level of respect for Conte is pretty high for Bastoni. Mm-hmm. Yep. And hopefully that can yep help pull him in. Um, I know here real quick, how many Italians do you guys think are in the Premier League in total? Oh, Does man. that include Conte? No, uh, four. It's I really don't think that much. It's it's less than ten. Two. There's only two. Yeah, blows my mind. Yeah, Jorginho, Jorginho, and then I can't remember the other one, but I was listening to another podcast and they mentioned it. I was like, that's insane. Only two Italians in the Premier League, considering there's some pretty decent talent on mm-hmm. that on that side. Um, I guess Gulini is not in the Premier League anymore. Thankfully, speaking of which, we didn't touch on this. Fraser Forrester, do you guys like that signing potential? I'm not opposed it. to it. Yeah, I think, I think it's a good backup. It's a yeah. it's a free transfer, and I think he's a solid backup. I think yep. it's, a, it's, yeah. it's better than Galini. I think for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think better than Galini. Uh, proven in the Premier League. Like if we ever just need to bring him in for whatever reason, and then I, I mean I've always thought he was a good keeper. Uh, but then the point you already made. Just a great piece of business again, um, which I mean, again, we've had Paratici for uh, basically one tra- one summer transfer window so far. Um, but I don't think we've really got to see him work. I think this season or like this transfer window will really have his fingerprints all over. It, you know, mm-hmm. obviously that's his job, but I think more so than before, um, we're gonna see like really good pieces of business being done, as we said right away. Hopefully, <laughs> but it's I just want. I just want Hugo to be like the next Buffon and play until he's, you know, like 45. Yes. <laughs> he, I mean, him just like Harry, I think he's kind of grooming himself in the same manner. Uh, he seems yeah. to be getting better. 
Um, he, he didn't right. print this year. He definitely so who's your, if you guys had one dream signing this summer, who would it be? Somewhat, somewhat realistic. Well, there's, I mean, luckily there's been about a million names linked to us. So if we just stick to the names that are linked to us, not just like Neymar or Messi or something like that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Adama Traore. There we go. He's still linked to that fool. Yes. I would have stopped talking about it, but he has been linked. So uh, I'm still yeah. on that train. Um, but I'll let you guys discuss. <sighs> I, mean, I like Erickson. I like uh, Ward Prowse, but that's that's one of my favorites. I would take a quality striker who's okay with being Harry's backup. That would be my dream signing. Somebody that would actually be like, decent. Somebody that – no, I, I don't have a <laughs> – and anyone that is good and would be comfortable and actually get minutes off of the bench for Harry, I think mm. would be my dream signing. Hmm. Trying to think who that would be. I can't. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know who it would be. It's not, it's not Jesus. That's, that's my ninth no, signing of the yeah, season. Yeah, I don't think that he would really be much. Um, Nick, do you have a dream signing? Uh, maybe out of the people we've been linked with? Maybe a little bit I don't know how much it would make sense, but I'm a big fan of Nakunku. This is the guy from RB Leipzig? Yeah, I'm a big fan. I would like yeah. him. I don't know how he would fit per se, but I like him a lot. Um, maybe a Christian Pulisic or Weston McKinney? Anyone? Anyone? He'd <laughs> be a little bit more of an offensive aspect in the med- middle of the field, yeah. but... I feel like he'd be a skip 2.0, but or a Hoiberg 2.0. Um, I think he's a little bit. Of a, I think he's step forward going for. Uh, he's a step up going forward. Yeah, I don't think he's better than Skip. There we go. True Spurs fan. He's better than Skip. <laughs> you're also you're a massive like USA fan like hater. So oh, he's, he hates USA. I don't know if our listeners <laughs> know that yet. But. They don't I don't that. hate USA. Yeah. I just don't pull USA. <laughs> this is USA. <laughs> um, and then, so a, a few more questions uh, about transfer. Who do you guys think we have to get rid of? Now, this can include players that are like out on loan and things like that. Winks. Winks. We can't, get, we, we, can't, we can't get rid of Winks. We yeah, can't. No. We can and we should. I. I we can and we should. And we should. We can and we should. We're running into homegrown player problems. Uh, and further on top of that, we're running into club-grown player problems, which affects our uh, team size for Champions League. Champions League. Yeah. yeah. So we're kind of backed up against a wall here where... That's why we need to sign Fraser Forrester. Homegrown. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, but he's not club-grown, so... Um, there's, Touché. I saw it in like a, a discussion about Tanganga being um, linked with another club and potentially being sold, and it's like, well, then we can't get rid of both Winks and Tanganga. I don't want to get rid of Tanganga. I, I like yeah. him, I, yeah. But, um, yeah, we're 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 struggling in those areas. So yeah, I would I think- definitely move on to Tanganga over Winks. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Gang, I think, especially since we're going into a that it's now we have that five in the back. I think he'll be a lot more solid at like yeah. as a potential replacement here or there. He was for, like player of the match against City in the first game of the season. Yeah, so. 
he still struggles. He's not a right. He's not outside back by any means. So I think having five in the back, I think he can play the RC like that right center back position. All right. Yeah. Obviously, I don't want him to start, and I don't mean no. that in a bad way. I, I want him but, to develop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Winks is the guy I want to sell. Yeah. Moore is another guy I would like to sell. The one guy I don't want to see go is Stevie B. Yeah, Stevie B's gone. You should, gone. Uh, you should uh, go. Though, hard especially for yeah. the, you guys on all of us mm-hmm. on this show. Yeah, us, us on Team Stevie B and you as a late yeah. joiner. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't mind him, but I mean, <laughs> I don't love him as much as you guys do. Um, but so, I mean, I, I hope they can convince him to stay. I mean, there's going to be enough quality minutes for him and you know there's anyone not. who's, who's going to be. I mean, I think. I don't know if just Conte didn't trust him or what, but I mean, in the second half of the season, we saw the same starting 11 every game. And then he wasn't putting subs in and especially not in attacking positions. So again, I don't know if it's just Conte doesn't trust him. And if that, we if were that subbing in attacking positions, it was just Lucas above Stevie for some unknown reason to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like Except for in that one pivotal season, top four winning two goals yeah. in the, you know, extra time moment. Yeah. We owe our season and Champions League to CVB. Yeah, We're do him dirty. Yeah. We do. Well, I think I think the only reason he puts Mora in over him is because Mora plays defense better. So those right <laughs> yeah. mids have to play defense more, and yeah, Stevie B not so much on the defensive end. So the formation hurts him. But I, I hope I wish him the best. I love the dude. Uh, I'll be a fan yeah. wherever he goes. For the most part, there's obviously oh, a yeah. few clubs. Yeah, yeah, because Arsenal won't support him anymore. Would but. you guys? What are you how, like? I know you guys would like this, but what are your guys? How possible do you think it is we we send him out alone so that he can get the same time that he's he'll, looking? He'll be for? sold. He'll be sold. He will yeah. be because he he can bring in some money and we need money still. Yeah. So we'll we'll probably end up getting like twenty seven, twenty eight million for him, and that'll be vital going forward. But I hate to see him go. Yeah, same here. Well, I'm going to go ahead and put a predict, uh, prediction in the air that he is not sold. That's what Ooh. I'm doing that for you guys. Um, take the Lo Celso has got to go. Is that, the, is that the daily double? Yeah. Uh, the the daily double. season double. We can have a, a few of these. Transfer and then uh, Ballet needs to go, but he won. That's, that's my he... answer. Yep. Yeah. Uh, no, Belly could be uh, that creative attacker, you know, that we uh, need if he uh, cared. Yeah, if, exactly. If Conte can somehow get through the, the dude, I'd be okay with that because yeah. that dude's. Phenomenal. If, if Nando Belly turns good after going out on on loan to to where, where you go, Leon, like yeah, I'm sure. Like I, he's skilled, and there's yeah. no doubt about it. Yeah, but we can't have him just like waltzing around on the pitch either. It's not going to work. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. He hasn't really turned skilled yet since his time at Leon, from what yeah. the reports I've heard. Um, what about Brian Gill? Do you guys want to see him back in Lily White, or do you guys not really loan again? But don't sell. There we go. I I definitely agree with that. <clears throat> but even I mean, yeah, I like I him. I do. I don't know. I sorry. I wasn't trying to. I just I. I I worry about him. He's so tiny. Premier League's yeah. pretty physical. I worry about him. Yeah. Him holding up. I do like him though a lot. I think he can be really good. So I think he would be sold, but I would be okay holding on to him, loaning out again. Hopefully somewhere in the Premier League. Um, yeah. You know. Uh, but yeah, I I don't think so. I you think mean, like a, 
Brighton or Leeds, like yeah. Brentford or something. Mm-hmm. Newcastle. Just somewhere to build up his strength. I mean, yeah, we've seen a lot of small players come to the Premier League. It, it just doesn't work for yeah. him. I mean, um, he can do fine. Jota does fine. It's just he's just got to get used to the physicality and then figure out how to how to work with it. You know, and yeah. I think he can. He's he's talented enough. I think it's just you just got to get him some time. So, yeah, yeah. No, I certainly agree. Certainly agree. All right, guys. So, any other transfer, Nick? Uh, let me let me actually throw it to you before we leave the transfer. Anyone else or any positions that you think we like need to fill? Matt kind of covered the defense, but are there any other positions you're like, all right, we need X, Y, and Z? I think I think the 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 left center back. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, I know Davies played great. He just doesn't play with the ball at his feet very well. So yeah. we can get someone else in there, like a Romero, that'd be huge for us. So I think that position, someone else on the center midfield, and then, yeah, 100% right, a, a backup striker who, who's who's good but will play that secondary role. Um, yeah. Do you guys see that backup striker being a young player or like a Lorente? What do you think would, would mesh, mesh best or be able maybe easiest to find or – I think an older player would be better in the sense that they're more likely to be developed. Um, <laughs> you know what? I I figured out my perfect person. He's not okay with being a backup, but I don't care. But getting Zlatan would be there amazing. We go. <laughs> yes. Just for the memes of it, man. I don't know if I can work his BS, but yeah, uh, it's hilarious. <laughs> I was thinking I more like a... That Portuguese guy is Silva. I, I like him. He's a little bit younger, and I think I think he could be a good role uh, player behind him. <laughs> good potential. Um, who's like, hey, I can learn from Harry Kane. I'll still get some time here or there. Because um, I mean, I'm sure there's that moments we're gonna put two people up top, right? So yeah. 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 And it's then wild to me that we have the best striker in the world, and we can't get somebody to come and learn from him. Yeah. And be okay with the minutes on the bench. Like, yeah. It's yeah. Incredible. But I think we're, we're starting to approach the Harry Kane age factor to where they might be okay with it if they're young enough, right? Right. So like a 23 year old, 22 year old who's like really highly touted could be like, okay, I can learn on this guy for like three years, get some minutes, and then like really learn a lot, play some, some important minutes in big games still here or there. But when I'm 25, 26, I. I'm great. I'm ready to go because, like, yeah, those will be that's when you so we'll see. Just in that weird before that, we were in that weird position where, like, you're not going to see minutes unless it's yeah. hurt. Yeah. Um, all right. One word answer, guys. Uh, Matt and Nick, but Matt, we're going to start with you. Lukaku. Bad. <laughs> ah, Nick. I like it. That's more. I would like it. <laughs> Okay, uh, one word. Solid. There we go. Okay. Like, he has two C's thick. That's fair. <laughs> I just think, I think Conte, I mean, dude, look what Conte did with him in the Inter, man. Oh, wait, are you talking about coming to Tottenham? Yeah, I think he's yeah. saying he's his guy, that backup striker. I don't think he'll want to play backup, but. Extra bad. Extra bad is two words, sorry. It's hyphenated. One word. It's it's X. Bad. Real bad. (laughs) 
right. So, guys, this just for ever all our listeners, if you made it this far, we want to say thank you so much. Um, this is not going to be our only show over the summer, but they're going to be a little bit spread out. Um, but we will come back probably about two more times before the season starts, discuss what other transfers have happened, any other news. There's, there's Tottenham news every single day, which is, which is why I love it. Um, the last piece of news that I want to cover today while we're here, the only news of today was our home kits dropped today, the white one. Yeah. Um, Scale rating one to ten, Nick. What are you thinking? Uh, eight point seven five. I like them a lot. There we go. There we go. I think they're I think they're pretty classic, but they have a little bit of that little flair, which I like with that that Volt Green. I think it's called or Volt. Yeah. I know some people were upset about it, and then I saw like a mock up where they replaced it with just white. It just looks like a sailor's uniform to me. So I'm like, I'm ah. glad we didn't. Uh, I like it. As a former sailor, I don't like that. (laughs) Touche. Thank you for your service. Thanks for being worth it. Um, Yeah, so Matt, what are your thoughts on the New Jersey? Do you like them? Thumbs up? Are you going to get one? Six. I probably won't get the home kit this year. I'm more eyeing the away kit. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the home kit. Okay. So, guys... uh, just so our listeners know, we're talking about leaked the, away kit. the leaked away yeah. kit, which is this blue with like dark blue or black third. lines on it. That's the third. Oh, That's my the bad. Then the third. Wait, wait. The third. Okay. Yeah, the blue one, not that ugly, hideous black, purple, and volt green no, one. Yeah. No, no, not okay. that one. Yeah, the one that the you one. like, Noah. The one you like. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I don't know. How, I, don't know. I, like, I think you guys got it backwards. I'm pretty sure that ugly blue one with all the stuff on it is the third kit. I don't know why that would be the second yeah, that's kit. The third. That's the third kit. That's what the, I'm saying. The blue yeah. one with all the ugly stuff? The smiley blue one? The black shoulders, that's the away kit, right? Yeah. The god-awful hideous ugly one. The black. I love that. It, I yeah, mean, it looks would. like a training uniform, truthfully, from the 2000s. Mm-hmm. But that is the Nike like template, I guess. I mean, they did it with our home kits. And now it's going to be, if, we, if you guys don't understand, it's going to be with all the Nike World Cup teams i'm pretty sure usa already released theirs that looks identical to this just in whatever usa trim um but yeah this is the nike template it reminds me of the reminds me of the early early total 90s before we'll put it on the podcast on instagram sorry yeah we'll we'll put it up there um that's true and we'll see if people like the leaked ones uh so uh, officially i those are the third ones i love those i it's hard for me to i don't know if i'm gonna get the third one i still don't know which is which but, the away, the away is the black shoulders that you like. Okay, okay. I like those. Oh, only uh, person who likes them. Yeah, <laughs> that one gets a. I'm the only person a, who has that kit, so it's perfectly fine with me. I'll give that yeah. one a two. I, a it's two? not the worst thing I've ever seen, but oh it is awful. Gosh. Oh my! God. I'll give it a three just so you don't feel as bad, Noah, about liking it. Mm. You don't have to. You don't have to do this for me. Um, but then yeah. you guys like the ugly blue third kit? I like it. Oh, I yeah. think it's up. I think it's like a an eight. An yeah, eight? I'll give it. I'll give it an eight and a half. An eight and a half, dude. These numbers yeah. mean something, bro. You can't be just throwing out eight and a halfs like that. I really you're the person who like that vomit kit from this year, and you like yeah. the weird kit, the way for next year. The vomit kit. You talk about the paint splatter kit. The purple and the purple green. and green one. Weird one. I, I like the. 
fact that it came from I the community. The yeah. yeah. That was I the like third the, kit. This year. That was yes. the third kit, yeah. Yes. I like the away kit this year a lot. Yeah, me too. The Love bus it. seat kit, as I commonly refer to it as. Uh, it looks like a like a you ever taken like a Greyhound bus somewhere? It looks uh, like the yeah. like a bus seat. <laughs> <laughs> I love that kit. I got one. I got I one. Too. I I do too. I do too. No, I, love I, I like those kits. Well, and I kind of feel like with this third one, that it might be something like that for me. Like when you see it in real pictures, not just like leaked pictures. Mm. Um, and then when you see it on the field, I mean, it always yeah. ends up looking better. That's true. I, I like know. the teal though because it it reminds me of like the one night in Amsterdam kit. You know that yeah. you can't get anymore because it's so iconic now. Gosh, like, yeah. So. Yeah, I'll, I'll be getting the third kit if uh, if it is what is leaked. Uh, yeah. Which the, yeah. the footy leaks have been pretty good. So, yeah, no, I, I've been buying kits basically every season recently because I have, you know, I know where to get them cheap online. I'll tell everyone if you need, DM us. But, um, but, I haven't gotten a white kit in years. I think I only have one white kit. It's the first one I ever got. Um, so I think it yeah. might be time to get that white one. Um, one more statement about the white one. Do you guys recognize it though? Does it not look like like our, it's one of our like 2013? There's there's a kit maybe like 10 years ago when we had like Chadley and some other players. It's almost identical to this. It has oh, the, the, the Under Armour one, right? The, the collar, the head, like little thing. I know what you're saying. Yeah. When you it's say just, that. On the sleeve. I, I think it's it's literally the kit that I have that's Kane's uh like first first number kit. I I think so. The the Is high number right? kit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, they're literally identical, and it's funny because for me that's yeah. Nike trying to do like a vintage thing, but it's only from like ten years ago. <laughs> sounds sounds like Nike. Yes, sounds like Nike. They're twenty five years ahead. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, exactly. All right, guys. Well, I want to say to all of our listeners, but then also to you, Nick, to you, Matt, as well, to O'Day when he's able to be here, but everyone who contributes, I want to say thank you guys so much for an amazing season. Thank Um, you. Second full year. Um, We're really having fun. We love doing it. I know our schedule can be up and down sometimes, but we love doing it. We're going to keep doing it. And next season, you know, we have a lot planned, but we'll tell you guys more when, when it starts to come to fruition. Either way, we want to say thank you to everyone for listening. Again, from me, I want to say thank you to Nick. Thank you to Matt. Um, do you guys have anything else to say for this end of the season? Champions League, here we come. Nick, start with you. Come on, you Spurs. <laughs> come on, you Spurs. <laughs> I just want to say thank you to, to you guys as well. Um, yeah. The fans, hit us up on Instagram with uh, your ideas for improvements. We'll, we'll take some ideas. Damn right. I'll make the show for you guys. Uh, hopefully we get like a fantasy in next year or something like that. Yes. Yep. Um, let us know your thoughts on a Discord or something. But yeah, yep. give us the, give us your thoughts, guys. Yep. Yeah, so we're going to continue to to build out the infrastructure, build out all the different platforms and, you know, our medias, whether, you know, hopefully our goal is to get more video and things like that going. But again, we want to say thank you to everyone. I also want to say thank you uh, one more to everyone who came out to the Long Beach Spurs, I talk about it a lot on here, and it's a growing group. Um, I know these two guys know what it's like to be in a, a Spurs group and to watch it grow from a few people to a lot of people, and it's very exciting. So everyone in Long Beach that came out, thank you so much. I hope I'll see you next year. 
continue this process, continue these wins, continue scaring all these baseball and football fans while they don't know what's going on. <laughs> um, again, yeah. So last for me, I want to say thank you and come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Matt? Come on, you Spurs. I said it Champione, <laughs> Champione. Oh. We're playing on Wednesday nights. Tip Top Tottenham Hotspurs, the greatest team of the year. Tip Top Tottenham Hotspurs. Raise your glasses and give them a cheer.